Kaf Gimel, Amud Beis, uh, 45% of the way down. First word line is Haval, there's the two dots. We go back to quote from the Mishnah, uh, right angles here. As long as the Kesef is uh, from others. That was the end of the Mishnah. Now, name of Ahakamifuhi. We had a Machokus in the Mishnah, Rabbi Meir versus the Chachamim. Let's say that this is what they're arguing about. Colon, do Rabbi Meir, who I underline Savar, ain Kinyan le'eved beloi rabbi, ve'en Kinyan le'isha beloi bal. There's no such thing as an Eved acquiring something that doesn't automatically go to his master. There's no such thing as a woman acquiring something that doesn't automatically go to her husband. Um, that's why Rabbi Meir would say the Kesef to be used to emancipate a Eved Kanani has to be done via others. Ve'rabbanan, um, who I underline, Savri, Yesh Kenyan Levid Belay Rabbi. Oh no, there is a possibility of an Eved acquiring something without his master, Vyesh Kenyan Leisha Belay Bala, and there's a possibility of a woman acquiring something without it going automatically to her husband. And and that is why the Chachamim would say in the Mishnah that the uh Kesef can be even Ayadeh Atzmai, uh, by, given by the Eved Kanani himself. So should we say that is the Machlokas? Well, maybe not. Amaraba. Amar of Sheshis. I circled with Sheshis and put a Roman numeral one in the margin. About seven, eight lines later, first word on the line is Ahani. In the middle of that line is Rebbe Lazar. I circled Rebbe Lazar and put a Roman numeral two in the margin. We're going to have two approaches now. The Gemara says, Amar Rabba Amar of Sheshis, Dekuli Alma. I double underline the Dekuli Alma. Actually, Rav Sheshis says that everyone would agree, and I underline these five words, Ain Kenyan Levit Belay Rabbi. Oh, no, no, no. There's no such thing as an Evid acquiring anything without his master acquiring it. And for that matter, in the relationship of a husband and wife, ain't Kenyan Leisha, there's no such thing as a woman acquiring something below Bala without her husband. What then is the case over here that we're discussing? There's some third party who tried to transfer to the Evid a hundred, call it a hundred dollars, comma, connector, and says to the Evid, and I dot into line I'm giving you this hundred on the condition that your master doesn't have any connection to it, doesn't have any ability to get it, doesn't have any rights to it. How do we view that? When he says to him, Kani, acquire it, like acquire this hundred dollars, Kani Evid Vikani Rabe, like immediately. The Evid acquires it, and automatically, it's as though the master acquired it. Comma, moments later, when he continues, the third party, who's the giver, and says, Al-Mitnas, on the condition of X, Y, or Z, in this case, on the condition, your master shouldn't have any shaykhs to it. Well, it's too late. Like, he's basically saying nothing because it already happened. Whereas the Rabbanan, who I underlined, Savri, Al-Mitnas, oh, no, no. We look at it in its totality. Since he said, on the condition... Ahani tenoi that tonight would actually be effective. That's Roshashis. Rebel Lazar, who I circled, Amar, Kolki Hai Gavna, any situation similar to this, De Kule Alma, and I double underline again, De Kule Alma, everyone would agree, the Rabbanan, Rabbi Meir, Lopli, Dekani Evid Vikani Rabbi, for sure. The Evid gets it automatically is the Masters. What then is the case where there is a machlokas? Again, you have some third party coming along and transferring, uh, desiring to transfer a hundred to the Eved, and he says to him, now this is different, he says, I'm giving you this hundred, uh, 
I don't know should taste it by lecheres. It's actually a much more specific. Not that your master shouldn't have any shaykhs to it, but rather I'm giving you this hundred on the condition that it be used for, we'll say, and only for um, buying out your freedom, that you'll be able to go free with it. How do we look at that? That's the Machlokas Rameir in the Rabbanon colon. Rebbe Meiru, underline Savar. Ki when the third-party giver says to him, Kani, acquire it, Kani Evid Vikani Rabe. Well, then the... Evid acquires it, and automatically the master acquires it. And when, moments later, he continues and says to him, on the condition, well, it's too late. He hasn't been able to say anything, because already the master's acquired it. Whereas the Rabbanan, who I underlined, Savri, the truth is, even to the Evid himself, he's not giving the money to the Evid. So if the Evid wants to go buy himself some cigarettes or coffee or a baseball card, he can't do that. The money's only given to him for a purpose, which means it's not really even given to him. To Because he didn't say to him, Ella, except, what did he say? That money is to be used for and only for Yasul Lecheirus. Okay, that is another way of looking at the Machlokas. Remeir and the Rabbanim. The Gemara now notes for Rami de Rabbi Meir, Adar Rabbi Meir, for Rami de Rabban and de Rabban. We're going to bring a stira between Rabbi Meir says over here and what he says uh, elsewhere. We'll see shortly, and also a stira in the Rabban what they say here and what they say elsewhere. Here is the really this. It marks as a long question going from here down about eight nine lines on the Chavdal Rabban Aleph till the first word line is Lehu. So we'll see another issue. We know that if a person owns a field, there's different. Um, percentages of the produce they have to give. The first 2% goes through the Cohen. That's uh, Truma. The next, what's what remains, 10% from that is Meiser Rishon. And then what remains from that, the next 10% is Meiser, depending on the year in the seven-year Shemitah cycle, either Meiser Ani or Meiser Shani. Now, Meiser Shani, the year says Meiser Shani, the um, farmer who grew this produce has to take the Meiser Shani and do what with it? Well, take it to Yerushalayim and then he can eat it there or give it to other people to eat there, but it has to be taken to Yerushalayim. Now, you got a big field <coughs> and truckloads and truckloads of produce, especially before trucks were even invented, it would be hard to take. So the option that the uh, uh, farmer has is to redeem all their Meiser Shani, wherever they might be, on uh, money, and then it's much easier to transport the money and use that money to buy foodstuffs um, in Yerushalayim. When a field owner, the owner himself, redeems his own Meiser Shani, he redeems it for what it's worth, and also has to add a fifth on top of that. However, if another person redeems, in other words, if somebody redeems somebody else's Meiser Shani, they redeem it at value, but do not have to add the fifth. That's what this is going to be discussing here. Imagine if you have a husband and wife, and the husband has uh, produce, says this to Naik Source, which uh, goes for about... Almost three lines. Ain Isha, A Mrs. Smith will not be able to redeem Mr. Smith's Meister Shani um, without adding the Chomesh, uh, the additional 20%, the fifth on top of it. Whereas Rabbi Shimon Alazar, Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Meir, we box Rabbi Meir, Isha, Meister Shani, Oh no, a woman, even though apparently she is uh, redeeming her husband's Meister uh, Shani onto money. I uh, would be able to do it without having to add a fifth. Okay, that's a tenaic source. You have to clarify what the case is exactly. Hechi dami, colon. What's going on here? Ilemai, squigglen ran ilema, bezuzi debalu, maiser debal. That is basically the husband's money and the husband's maiser sheni. Well, then all the woman is doing is acting as a shaliach or quarter like an extension of the husband himself. Shli chuse debal ka avda. 
And uh, like, why would anyone say that a fifth would not have to be added? Just like the husband himself did it. So if he's appointing a shlich, which is essentially what's going on over here. Ve'ela, I squiggle underline the ve'ela. Ve'ela bezuzi di da. If it's her money, umayser di day. Well, why in the world would she... Anyone say that she'd have to add a fifth? The Pasuk says, ish... Amarachman, when a person redeems with his own money, is when, like, basically the owner is what the Pasuk is uh, saying, and not Veloisha, not the owner's wife. If the owner's wife is using her own money to redeem it, then certainly everyone should agree there's no need to add a Chaymish Ella, so he's squiggling around the Ella. Elalav ki hai gavna, this must be the case. Da'aknila acher mana, there must be some third party who transferred the hundred to her, to the wife, and said to her, on the condition that you use that to uh, redeem or transfer the miser, and really, they should be holding the opposite. Says uh, Rashi, Rashi is across from here, about three or four lines up, you should basically be considered like somebody else, so you'll be able to redeem it without having to add the fifth. Colon. Rabbanon, we're going to go through the Rashi now. Andalan Rabbanon, Savri, they're of the opinion. Kiamar La, when he says to her, Kani, acquire it, Kanale Ba'ala, her husband acquires it. Kiamar La, and when he continues and says, Almenas, on the condition, Lav Klumu, sorry, that just didn't work. Hilkach, therefore, Zuzi, Havu, Nami, Debal, the money's considered also like it's the husband's. And she's basically doing his shlichus. Therefore, two words in quotation marks, ish mimas karina be. You would still call this a person redeeming essentially their own Maeser Sheni. That's the way the Rabbana look at it. For Rabbi Meir, I underline Rabbi Meir, Safar, excuse me, Lidida gufa loyakni la. She's actually not acquiring it herself. Ella lahachi, only for the express purpose, that she should be able to be considered like somebody else. Lift days below claimers should be able to redeem without adding the additional fifth. So, if that's the case, it seems like we have heard uh, Rabbi Meir saying the opposite and the Rabbana saying the opposite. Here, Rabbi Meir is saying that the woman can redeem without the Chomish, but previously it seemed that Rabbi Meir was the one who said you'd have to uh, add, and then she is considered uh, like him, and then the Tanakhama is also the opposite. So, what should we do? Well, we have a buy in Rava. Abaye, who I underline, says, hey, book, simply switch the names, and then the shitas are perfectly parallel. Rava takes a different approach. Rava, Rava, You don't need to switch any shitas. The hacha, the case here is b'maiser da'asami b'nasha askinan. It's a maiser that's coming uh, from um, her father's household. Her father passed away, leaving some maiser sheni, um, and uh, the daughter was the one who inherited it along with all the other assets. Now, a Yerusha, an inheritance, which comes um, after the couple is already married, it's basically considered like her nichse melug, in which case, what do you do with those assets? Well, you would purchase land which remains hers, and the payros would go to the husband. It's uh, a case, therefore, of Meiser, part of the estate that came was from her father's house is the Beinash Askinan, Rebbe Meir Latame. I uh, would double underline Rebbe Meir. He's going according to his reasoning to Amar Meiser. How do you look at Meiser? Is it more like the person's 
or is it more like the Lord's? On the one hand, it's the person's, because the person is able to eat it. It's their stuff. On the other hand, it's the Lord's because the Lord says, well, you can eat it only in Jerusalem. So how do you look at it? What's the, the Iker ownership, if you want to focus on that? The Amar Meiser is actually Maman Hektish. It's viewed more as being Maman Hektish, and therefore, Loi Kani Le Baal. Whereas the Rabbanan, and we would double another bond on the Tamayah, they would go according to their reasoning to Amri, that true, you might have some sort of limitation has to be in Jerusalem, but it is still Mamoin Hedyait, who is considered the assets of the person, Vekanile Baal, and the husband is acquiring it, Hilkach, Shlichusa de Baal, Kahafta, that if what's being done is being done, it is being done as a Shaliach of the husband. Tana, we have a little Brisa, which is uh, almost like a comment off our Mishnah, goes for just under a line. That an Eved Kenani will um, go gain freedom, leave the master, if the uh, if a tooth is knocked out, if an eye is gouged out, or Roshe Varim, the tips of limbs, which types of limbs? Connector Shane and Chayzin, the ones that don't come back, like uh, fingers, toes, ears, uh, ear, nose, uh, for a man, uh, penis. Okay, that is the Tanaic source. Bish, Lama says the Gemara, understandable, is tooth and eye, Shane Va'ayin, Ksivi, look in the good book, those are written in the Psukim. El Aroshe Varam, the other uh, limbs, fingers, uh, nose, etc., Minalan, where do we know those from? Well, answers the Gemara, Dumya de Shane Va'ayin, they're similar to an eye and tooth. Ma, Shane Va'ayin, Mumin Shibigalui, if someone's like missing a tooth or has their eye um, blinded. Um, it's clearly discernible. You can see it. And those are not things that grow back. Afkalsa to any other, like a finger or a ear. Mumin Shivagalui, those are exposed and they can be seen. And do not grow back. Okay, that's the Limud. I put a triangle on this Vehima. It's the first in the series of, well, at least two, because on the third line of Ahmed Bey's, the uh, middle of the line, it says Vehima. I put a triangle on that also. So a couple questions. So why not say. The following, Ve'ema Nihavu Shein Ba'ayin, that that which the Torah specifically says, if uh, mas- if a master knocks out the tooth of his Eved Kanani or the eye, those two are Shnei Suvam Ba'im Kechad. They are two uh, topics that are both coming to teach that a slave, in this case a Eved Kanani, will be set free if they're um, poked out by the master, and apparently they're coming to teach the same thing, Whenever you have two different uh, phrases coming to teach basically the same thing, you don't use that as a precedent for other things. In which case, we wouldn't be able to know, let's say, uh, fingers and toes and uh, nose. Well, the Gemara explains that actually, Shane Vayan are not uh, two exactly the same cases. Each one is necessary to teach, even though we taught the other one, because with only one, we wouldn't have known the other. Tzricha. Both of them are necessary. Why? Because if I only wrote one, I wouldn't necessarily have known the other. Comma. D-E, I squiggle, and on the word D-Kasrachman, If it gives the example of a tooth, if a master knocks out his Eved Kenani's tooth, have I mean, I might have thought, hmm, tooth? Well, afilu shein dechalaf, even like a baby tooth, would be uh, tent, would be uh, grounds for the slave going free. Therefore, that's why Kasarachmana I in the Pasuk also wrote it has to be like an eye, and just like an eyeball um, is like that's the eye that the person always has, it has to be the tooth. In other words, it has to be an adult tooth. Okay, why not then just write ayin? Because Rahmana ayin, just I, have amina ma'ayin shenivra ima. What's the nature of an eye? Well, the baby's born, 
pops out and it's got its eyes. Af kol shenivrimai. So it has to be everything else would have to be something that would be created with it. Which, by the way, when babies are born, usually at least visibly, they don't have teeth. Av al which they wouldn't have. Low. That's what I would have thought. Therefore, it's tzricha. That's why I teach tooth. Veema. Another question. I put a triangle on this veema. Veema. Look at back in the psukim. Why not learn it as follows? It's a klalu prat. The pasuk says a general term. Kiyake. When a uh, person smites, um, that's klal. That's a general term. Kama. Two words in quotation marks. Shane va'ayin. It says then specific things like tooth and eye. That would be a prat. That would be something specific. So what are you left with? You have a klal, a general term, prat, a specific term. How do we usually darshan that? Ein bechlal elamasha beprat. Shane va'ayin. Tooth and eye in. Yes, that's what if is knocked out, the slave will go free. Midiachrina. But anything else? Lo. Apparently not. So why not learn it like that? Well, because if you keep reading in the Pasuk, there's another general term when it says, quote, two words, l'shafshi yeshalchanu. For freedom shall he be sent. That's a, a general term which uh, comes to include all types of shiluchim, of sending forth. Now, the Pasuk didn't say chafshi hu or yotza chafshi, rather the chafshi, and then yeshalchanu chazre kalal. Klal prat klal. So you have a klal prat and klal. How do you learn one of those? Iyatadan ela ke'en ha'prat. It has to be things that are similar to the specific term. Mahaprat mefurash. What was prat? Shane and ayin. Those are clearly mumshavigalui, things that are uh, revealed and known. People can see it. Ve'enam chayuzim, they don't grow back. Afkol, so to any other type of uh, injury. Shebegalui, that is exposed. Ve'enam chayuzim, doesn't grow back. Okay, and that's how we would know other things like uh, uh, finger, toe, uh, and let's say nose. Well, ask the Gemara, Ima haprat mefurash mumin shebegalui ubatel mi and they basically are totally nullified from their like original function or that which they can do, like the eye sees, and then when the man's blinded, the eye doesn't see at all. Ve'enochos, and they grow back. Af kol, should we say also all things have to be similar? They have to be mumin shebegalui, external wounds. Ve'en choyzer ubatel malachta, and completely. Um, n- avoid from being able to do what they were previously able to do. If that's the case, though, alama tanya. Why do we have the following brisa, which seems to indicate otherwise? It says talosh beziknai. Let's say he uh, grabbed a hold and like violently pulled at the beard of the evid vedildel by etsem and sort of dislodged a bone, I don't know, a facial bone, a jawbone, Evid Yoyitz ben Lechairus. There, the Evid would go to Chairus. Now, that's not going to stop him from doing any work or things he was able to do before, <coughs> yet we see that he would go to Chairus. Well, Lechavshi Yeshalchanu, the Pasuk says, for freedom, he goes out, Ribuyahu, that is a Ribuy, it's not really even a Lushan Klal, like Klalu Pratu Klal. It's more the more inclusive way of looking at it, like Ribui Miut Ribui, which usually comes to include just about everything. Okay, well then, if it's coming to include everything, then maybe even, if the master uh, hits the slave on his hand, and it, it kind of uh, withers, Rasha Samsa is Yavsha, it, it dries up. Maybe it uh, contracts a little bit. Yet, Saifalach was a type of wound, wound that given time, maybe with medicinal uh, assistance, Nami, it'll come back. Alamatanya, why then does the uh, Brysa say, here's a one and a half line Brysa, he kawal yadoi, vit samsa, if he uh, hit him on his hand and it, um, whether it's Saifalach, but it'll come back, 
Ein Eved The Eved is not going to go free. We're like, why not? I thought we included basically everything. Answers the Gemara, we did. However, Im Kain, if it's going to come include even this, Shein Vayin, my Ahani Then what do we use the, instead of calling it a Ribui Miudri, what do we use the mute of Shein Vayin for? There would be no um, reason to give them specifically, whereas we know the characteristic that is important to be brought out from them is that, that they will not get better. And uh, that's what we use, the mute terms of Shein Vayin, things that uh, will not come back to their uh, previous state. Period. Tan Rabbanan. They have a brisa goes six lines in a word and starts here. Um, when this Eved Kanani goes free, we talk about him going free, does he also require a emancipation document, a get from his uh, master, like to be able to marry a Jewish woman, or, or no, he's just free without it. So, Bekulam, says the Tanaic source, Eved Yitzben Lechairus, the slave goes free, Vitzarech get Shichrai, Dadan Vitzarech get Shichra, and yet though he would still need a emancipation document from his master to be able to marry a uh, Jewish girl. That's Divi Reb Shimon, I circled Reb Shimon. Reb Meir, who we also circled, Amar, Oh no, Einot Sarech, a uh, get shikhar would not be necessary. Kama, Rebbe Lazar, who we underlined, Aymer Tzarech, a star shikhar would be necessary. Rabbi Tarfan, who we boxed, Aymer Einot Tzarech, no get necessary. Rabbi Akiva, who we boxed, Aymer Tzarech, yes, a get would be necessary. And another opinion, those who um, adjudicate or decide in the presence of the rabbis say that this machlokas Rabbi Tarf and Rabbi Kiva will, you know what, will apply it in one way, in one case, and different way in a different case. Nirin, Divi Rib Tarfin, I underline Nirin, Divi Rib Tarfin, it seems like Rib Tarfin will go with Rib Tarfin, who had said that a, a get would not be necessary. That's if the type of injury that the Evet Kanani uh, sustained was Shane Va'ayin, like the actual tooth or eye, Shatara Zachsalai. They're like, you just open up the good book and it says it outright that if the tooth or eye is knocked out, he goes free. So uh, there would go free without a uh, get shechror. Vedivre Rabbi Akiva continues the Machriim Lifnei Chachamim and say that it must be that Rabbi Akiva, I know Rabbi Akiva is referring to where a get would be necessary, Varim, like other types of things, a, a thumb was hacked off or a big toe was uh, chopped off. Hoel Uknas Chachamim Hu. Uh, because uh, basically that's a, a penalty that the rabbis instituted. So I say one second. That's the end of the Tanaic source. The Gemara asks, Kanasu? It's, it's a total, like a rabbinical penalty? Kri Kadarshinan. It's actually learned from Psukim. It might not be outright, it, like words transferred in the Pasuk, but we're, we're darshing from the Psukim. Ella, rather, we slightly refine that last statement. Hoyel u medrish. Not a Kanas but rather a medrish. I squiggle on the word medrish Chachamim, who is something that was darshan by the rabbis. Okay, but we do have a machlokas between Reb Shimon and Reb Meir. My time, Reb Shimon, I know Reb Shimon. He's the one who said that a get shikhar would be necessary also. Well, he learns from Isha, from a woman, like a married woman. Ma Isha, if you have a married woman, uh, she is separated from her husband, Bishtar, it requires a document. Af Evid, so to a Evid. Kanani, who's separating from his master, Nami, Bishtar, it has to be also with a document. Kam of Rabbi Meir, underline Rabbi Meir. What would he say to that? Well, he would say like this: E kasav chafshi libesayf. If it would have written the term chafshi at the end of the pasuk, um, that it basically wouldn't be chofish except with the shiluach kedekamras. However, hashdechsev, what does it say in the pasuk? Uh, two words quotation lechafshi yeshalchenu. That it says, Yishalchenu, that Yishalchenu 
word is coming to include Havelei Chavshimi Ikari, who's already Chayfesh, and he's being sent forth, even, let's say, with Rashi Avarim, like uh, fingers or toes. Period. Tan Rabbanan. We're being surprised that three lines starts here. Hiko, if he hit him, Al Eno on his eye, someone blinded the uh, Eved Kanani, or Al Ozma, he hit him on his ear, Vicharsha, and uh, made him deaf. Eved Yitzman Lechairus, that's grounds for the slave going to free. Uh, period. Neged Eno, if he um, hit like, next to his eye, the way Rashi explains, he basically like, slammed something into a wall right next to where the person was standing, where the person's eye was. Or Kineged Ozma, if Shemir, like slams or bangs something with great pressure um, across for the person, like right next to the person. There's a person standing up against the wall and he slams a baseball bat into the wall, like right next to the person's ear. And now he can hear Vena Shemeya. And Evid would not go free uh, for those types of acts. Okay, that's the Bryce of the Gemara. has a question. takes about six lines to develop. First word on the line is Chatsi. And here's the question. I put a long question marking in the margin. starts here. Amrav Shaman le Ravashi. Lememra, is that to say Dekala? That would be like a loud sound, like a loud, sudden, either sharp or intense sound. Lav Klumhu doesn't have any significance. Question mark, comma, connector, but we have the following source, which goes for about a line and a half. And it seems like that um, sound uh, could actually be, uh, a person could be liable, or one could be liable for those damages. Here's the case. If you have a rooster who stuck its head into a glass clee, and gave a, uh, you know, its noise, I know it's, it's cock-a-doodle-doo, or it's loud noise that it makes, v'shivrei, and the noise caused the glass to uh, smash, mishalem nezik shalem, that in that case, we would actually have to pay full nezik. That's going according to shita sumchus and bavakama. We'll, uh, I should be uh, doing that in uh, about three months from now. In any event, that's the end of the Tanaic source, connector, v'amr of Yosef, amri bey rav. Similarly, if you have a horse that neighs, sus shitsanaf, or a chamor shanir, I think a donkey brays, v'shivrei kelim, and that intensity of the neigh or the bray or whatever the sound is the animal is making, smashes uh, kelim in the besech abayis, mishalem chatzinezek. Now, chatzinezek, we said Nezek Shalom before, that was because we were going like Sumchus, now this is like going like the Shit Sacham, and that's Sechatzi Nezek. But bottom line, it sounds very much like intense noise could be uh, liable to have to uh, pay damages. So, Amarle says Ravashi back to Rav Shaman, shiny Adam. No, it's different. You're bringing examples from animals, but we're talking about a person. A person, the one who was injured, is actually different. De Kevan de Bar. Da'asu. Since a person basically has free will and can focus on what he wants to and not focus on what he doesn't want to focus on, ihu mivis nafshe. It's almost like we view it on a certain level as though he, the person, mivis, like gave a, a fright or like an, an extreme jolt of intensity to himself, and, and therefore he is somewhat liable. Kidistani, like we see in the following, almost three line brysa. If somebody terrifies his friend, so there's nothing like in a court down here on earth that can be uh, extracted from that person or they'd have to pay. But like in heaven, he's certainly liable for an act like that. How so? What's an example of this? And this is like the price that we're looking for. This is support to our answer. That if it blew like, an, I don't know, a bugle or a, a horn into the guy's ear, and 
<coughs> made him deaf through that, he would actually, the hornblower would be putter. Whereas, achzehu v'taka ba'aznai, if he grabbed a hold of the victim, and then he actually physically brought him closer, v'charshoi, and that caused him to go deaf, he would be chayiv. That's the end of the snake source. Tan Rabbanon, we bring another snake source. This one goes for almost three lines, and I called it the number one brysa, because right after that, we're going to have another snake source. We'll call it the number two brysa, and then we'll compare and contrast them. So here's uh, brysa number one. Hikawaleno, if you have a, a slave who was uh, hit on his um, eye, vekihasa, I uh, put a diamond on vekihasa, and he turned what was the vision of a uh, of this uh, person, uh, full like twenty twenty good vision, into like made it dimmer. You can still see, but it's much dimmer. Or alshino even or he uh, slammed him on his tooth, and the tooth is uh, wobbly, not out yet, but wobbly. If you can use the eye or the tooth uh, now like he had um, used him before, even though it might be a little bit more difficult, that would therefore not be grounds to have the slave go free. However, if the eye doesn't work to be able to do what it did before, or the tooth doesn't work to be able to do what it did before, that would set the slave free. That's one Tanaic source. We have another Brysa. This one goes also about two and a half lines. We call it the number two Tanaic source, or Brysa number two. I put a diamond around Kehuya Visama. Imagine you have an Evid. The starting point of the Evid is he's got bad vision. He's got um, unclear vision. And then the master does something that totally blinds him. Or Shina Naduda. He's got a loose tooth as it is. It kind of wobbles around in there. It's not uh, secure. Vihipila. And then uh, it is um, knocked out. Well, if he was able to use the eye or the tooth uh, previously, even though it was maybe a little bit difficult, and now uh, obviously there's no more eye or no more tooth there, the Evid would, because of an act like that, Yoitz ben Lechairus, go free. Vim lav, and if not, ain't Evid Yoitz ben Lechairus. Okay, now you have Bryce number one and Bryce number two. You need both of them, Mitzricha, colon. If we are told, only the first b'risa, I would have thought there, the reason why the slave goes free, because before this incident, the slave had total, clear vision. And now he has a very uh, fuzzy vision, or like baby is basically not able to use his vision as he was before. Maybe that's why he'd go for Yaval Hacha in Tanaic source number two, Demikara Naminara Kachishem, although like the eyesight in Bryson number two to start out with was very dim. And therefore that's why you have to tell me Bryson number two. Kama, V-E, I squiggle in line this word, V-E, Ashminan Ha, that would be price number two. Mishum de Samya Lagamri, because the end result is total blindness from that which was done to this Evid. Aval Hasam, in the first Tanaic source, delays Samya Lagamri, where he wasn't made like completely blind. Amalai might have thought that it wouldn't apply. Therefore, Sricha, you need to have both Brysa one and Brysa two. Period. Tan Rabbanan, the Gemara brings a Brysa that goes for just over two lines. Harishahaya Rabbi Raifa, imagine if you have an Evid, his own Evid Kanani, owned by a master, and the master is a doctor, Raifa. And the uh, slave says, Hey, master, can you apply some of that um, eye, that eye application into my eye, Vesama, and the master ends up blinding him? Or Lachter Laishinai, to drill like around a tooth. He asks him if his master, let's say, is a dentist, Vihipila, and, and the the master ends up knocking out the tooth, causing the tooth to fall out. The uh, 
um, Evid can kind of laugh at his master and say, Ha ha! I'm going free. Rishim Gamliel, who we boxed by Mer, coming off the Pasuk, and he destroys that. She's Kavin Lashacha. So it seems there has to be intent of the master to uh, cause that destruction either of the eye or of the tooth. And if there wasn't, then the uh, it would not set him free. Okay, that's Rishim Gamliel. Verabanan, what would the Tanakama do? Hi, Vishikasa. I put in quotation marks that one word. delay. what do they do with that word? Well, Mibailu, they would need it. Lakidisanya, for that which is brought out in the following Tanaic source. Imagine if you have a person who is delivering a um a baby. Uh he's got a Shifcha Kananis, the baby, that baby is a a slave, and uh the uh person reaches in to take out a uh, a baby, to deliver a baby from inside the womb. He sticks his hand into the, I guess, into the womb to help deliver the baby of his shivcha. Vesima, uber shivmeha. And, like, I don't know, his finger sort of like jabs into the the eyeball of the uh, yet-to-be-born uh, baby. Putter, uh, he would actually, it would be, in that case, putter, my time, why is that? To Amar Kra, like the Pasuk says, Veshichasa, in, in talking about uh, the destruction of this uh, body part, Achi Yiskav, and has to be intention to destroy the Shichasan, and in this case there wasn't. Vidach. Well, then back to Hashem Gamliel, uh, what would he say to that? He would say we could learn that also from the fact that the Pasuk could have said Veshichas, and instead uses a different term of Shichasa, Nafka. Vidach, what would the Rabbanans say that? Oh, he could have said Veshichas, instead says Veshichasa. Well, that's not significant enough to be darshanal to the Rabbanan. Shiches, shichasa loy darshi. Period. I'm Rav Sheishis. I circled Rav Sheishis, who, by the way, he was uh, blind, at least uh, um, oh, very difficult to see for him. Uh, he says, Imagine if the slave's eyeball was already blind, like he couldn't see from it, but then the master literally like removes the ball like the actual ball is uh, gouged out. Um, or uh, in, in that case, Evid Yosef ben Lecheris, that would set the... Even though the Evid was already blind, but he had his eyeball. Now the eyeball is missing, goes free my taima. Why is that? Well, because Michal Sreiver, who is basically just like if a finger or toe is chopped off and you're missing a limb, so too if you're actually missing the eyeball, that's Michal Sreiver and would set him free. Vitana Tunen, we have taught in a Tanaic source... That supports this. This snake source goes for just over a line. Um, it's in the realm of uh, animals for korbanos like sheep and cows or birds. Uh, there is a concept, says the snake source, of Thomas of Zachus Behema, that an animal has to be tam, meaning like blemish free and male when it comes to certain animals for korbanos. The ain't Thomas of Zachus Behemoth, but there's no such thing as that of it having to have like a, a totally complete physical being as well as maleness for birds. Kama yachol yav shagapa. So I might think if it has like an extreme physical issue, like a, a wing that's totally dried up in the bird, or nectaragla, its leg was cut off, or nechteta eina, oh, and like nechteta, or if it's like eyeball was uh, punched out. Tamulaymar, to that the Pasuk says, min ha'ayf, from the bird, velay kol ayf, and not just any bird, it has to be like from some sort of choicest bird. That's the end of the snake source. Amrav Chiyabarashi, Amarav Haisalo, imagine if the Evid has a yaseris, uh, like an extra finger. Bechatcha, 
and it's cut off, that will set the slave free. So even though the slave, let's say, on his right hand has one thumb and five fingers, and one of those fingers is cut off, he would go, Rav Huna says, yeah, uh, it has to be that that digit, which was uh, severed, is Vehusha Nisperis Algavayad. It has to be that it's counted. Like he had a uh, thumb, then he had four fingers, then another thing that went along with it. But let's say the extra finger, and it was growing out of his forehead or something like that, and that finger then was cut off, that would not be uh, grounds for setting the Evid free. Adkan.